Welcome to the Whole Life Healing Podcast with Dr. Alexander Lloyd, best-selling author and founder of the Revolutionary Healing Codes Technique. Each week, Dr. Alex shares principles and methods from psychology, energy medicine, natural medicine, and spirituality to help you reduce stress, heal emotional and physical issues, and remove the barriers that hold you back from happiness and success. Join us as we learn to live our happiest, healthiest, and most successful lives. Here's Dr. Alex. Hi, Dr. Alex here. If you like the show today, or any day, I would love it if you took about 10 seconds to go to iTunes and leave a review for the show. I've been doing this for about 14 years now, and I spend hundreds of hours every year in preparation and recording the show. And if you like it, if it's worth your time, if you think it might benefit others, I would love it if you could leave a review to recommend to your friends or just recommend it to your friends that could benefit from listening to the show. Thank you so very much. Since we are going to be talking about issues of health and well-being, we wanted to make sure that you understand that this information is not intended to cure or heal anything. Everything in the presentations is the opinion of Alex Lloyd. You should always check with a licensed healthcare provider about any specific health concern you may have. Welcome, everyone. Uh, wherever you're listening, whenever you're listening, we're always so very honored by your presence. We know there's so many other things you could do with your time, and everyone seems to be busy these days. Uh, so thank you. Uh, every week, we try to give you a little something to think about that week, a little something to challenge you that week, and hopefully a little something to practically apply to make your week a little better, and maybe every once in a while, your life a little bit better. And uh, yeah, today I wanted to talk about you're going to die from something, or you've got, or you've got to die from something. You know, in um, John F. Kennedy's uh, so wonderful and famous um, address as President of the United States, the one where he said, you know, we have, a, we have a few things in common. We're all human. We all inhabit this planet. We all breathe air. We all want the best for our children. And um, I love that. I love uh, watching a replay of it just every once in a while. It really inspires me. But one thing he left out that is maybe uh, the most common thing we all have, and that is we're all going to die of something. Okay? Um, it's inevitable. I mean, everybody won't live in California. Everybody um, will not have a certain color skin. Everybody will not speak a certain language. Every, everyone will not um, do this profession or that profession. I mean, there's a whole lot of things that are unique to that person and, and many, many, many other people never do that in their lifetime. But, we're all going to die, every one of us, okay? Um, and it's an interesting thing to me, and I've spoken about this before, because except for the death of a, a child, the most difficult situation that I have ever been involved with in counseling is when someone is near death. 
uh, and and they realize that they lived their life for the wrong things that they did not live and I'm going to say it this way they did not live their life for the thing that's worth dying for okay so if we all have to die if I have to die let me live my life for something that's worth dying for. And I'd like you to think about that this week. As you pray and meditate, are you doing that? Are you living your life for something that's worth dying for? Uh, when Hope kicked me out of the house, at, at uh, I was 27 years old, said, Alex, I need you to move out. I cannot stand to live with you another day. And she was absolutely right. When that happened, if, if I'm honest, I was living for pleasure for myself. Okay? I was living for sex. I was living for good food. I was living for um, watching a movie with hope or a friend at the end of the day. I was living for uh, getting a new car in the next year. I was living for getting a better job. I was living for, uh, you know, a, a, a certain pair of pants. If I, you know, decided, saw a pair of pants and thought, oh man, I really want that pair of pants. I, how, how can I save the money to get that? Or when can I get over there? Or whatever. And those were the things that I was living my life for. Now, if you had come up and asked me the question, okay, Alex, serious question here, what are you living your life for? Well, that's not what I would have answered. I would never have answered, I'm living my life for a pair of pants, or I'm living my life for a new house or car, or, or even, I wouldn't have even said for sex, or, or, or you know, something like that, okay? I wouldn't have even said, I'm living my life for my job. I would have given probably the right answer. Well, now that you ask, now that you ask me that, and now that you ask me that that way, I'm living my life for my wife because I love her. I'm living my life for, um, you know, my love for my parents, my friends. You know, I hope to make some sort of a positive difference in the lives of other people and 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 in my work and things like you know I would have answered something like that but if you had followed that up with another question well okay that makes sense that that you say you're living your life that way but are you really is that what you're emphasizing is that what you're thinking about uh, when you go to bed at night and when you get up in the morning is that what you think about if some uh, crisis thing happens? Is that what you're spending your time on? Is that, is that where your heart is? You know, your heart and mind can be in two different places. Is that where your heart is? Or is your heart on one of these other things? Your job, money, stuff that money can buy, pleasure, whatever. And um, I believe if I had been honest then, I would have confessed. I would have said, yeah, 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 you're right. Um, 
what, what I want to live my life for is not really what I'm living my life for, even though I would probably answer that way. And it almost cost me everything I valued in my life. It almost cost me my health. I felt bad all the time at 27 years old, okay? Chronic migraine headaches, acid reflux, all kinds of stuff. Felt bad every day. I was about to lose my job, be fired. We were about to go bankrupt financially. I was about to lose my wife, who um, I'm not so sure I really loved her at that time. I would have said I loved her, but I certainly valued and respected her and did not want a divorce. Okay? So, even though I would have answered right, I was living wrong by my own definitions. Okay? Well, how about you? I would challenge you this week to make a little list and say, okay, what, what in my, what is in, at the end of my life, when I'm in that rocking chair or on my deathbed or whatever, what do I want to have died for? What, what did I live for while I was on this life? Not just that, the right answer, but the truth in actuality, where was my mind? Where was my heart? Where was my emphasis? What did I give the most of my energy to? Okay, and I'd like to suggest today that there is only one thing that's worth dying for. And you guys already know the answer. It's love. Well, if that's true, and I'm happy for you to challenge me on that, I think we could have a, a wonderful discussion, but if that's true, are you living your life as if that's true? Are you living day in, day out for love? That's where your heart is, it's where your mind is, it's what you're thinking about, it's where your energy is, it's what you pray at night, it's what you get up for in the morning. And yeah, you mess up all the time, but you get right back on that horse. I'm living for love. I messed up there, sorry about that, but I'm, I'm, I'm back on track. I'm going to live for love the rest of this day. What can I do? Whatever I'm doing in the next 30 minutes, let me do it as best I can from a place of love as far as my energy, my thoughts, my feelings, uh, the reason I'm doing it, not for somebody to pat me on the back, not to get something back, strictly just for the, for the best, for the good, for the well-being of another person. Okay? Also, your mind, body, and spirit are the most sophisticated, advanced frequency generators in the history of the world, in the universe. Okay, well, what's the point of that? Well, the point is, you can create from your heart the feeling of love. 
And I, I am all for that. In fact, I do an exercise every day where you take five minutes. Just start with five minutes. Start with one minute if you want. Say, okay, I want to feel love. My heart, my mind, my body can create the frequency of love, like pushing a button. Literally, it can. Okay, heart. Okay, mind. Okay, body. For the next minute, for the next five minutes, please produce in me the frequency of love and let me experience that more than anything else. And then, let whatever I'm going to be doing in the next 30 minutes, let me just set the intention, I want to do it in love. Well, what does that mean? Okay, let me give you an example. Uh, we have had AT&T stuff for years, okay? Phone, uh, cell service, home phone, uh, all kinds of stuff. Uh, big AT&T bill for probably the last 20 years. One of my uh, least favorite things to do is to have to call AT&T to get something changed about my service, okay? Uh, it, the way it typically goes is I call, wait, the call gets dropped. I call back, wait, the call gets dropped. I call back, uh, I get transferred around by automated robots several times, and then the call gets dropped. And then I call back. Anyway, usually it ends up taking about 45 minutes for something that should take uh, five minutes or less. All right? And that's not just me. Everybody experiences that. Well, when that used to happen, I would get angry. Okay? Well, anger or, or any emotion or feeling in the anger family is evidence that you have a wrong goal. All right, what was my wrong goal? My wrong goal is that my intention was not to make that AT&T call in love. My intention was to make that AT&T call as fast as I can and get what I wanted as, uh, as best I could and then get back off the phone. Well, well, that was the wrong intention. The intention should be, okay, I need to change this on my AT&T service, so... My intention is I'm going to make this call and try to get that done. But, yeah, sure, I would desire it to go fast and efficiently, but that's not my intention. My intention is to make this call in love as best I can. Well, what does that mean? It means I don't get angry when they drop my call. I don't, uh, uh, you know, throw a baseball through the window when it's been 30 minutes and the robot keeps switching me around. And lastly, that when I finally do talk to somebody, that my focus is more on them than me, literally. Even though I've never met this person in my life and they kind of sound like a robot, even though they're a person. And to try to make them feel a little bit better about themselves and their day, for having talked to me, okay? So that is a practical difference in how you would live your life if you are living it for love versus living your life for yourself. Pleasure, pain, um, 
like I was at 27. All right? So, sort of evaluate this week the different things that you do and is that living your life for love or is it living your life basically for selfishness, which means fear. Selfishness comes from fear. Okay? All right. Well, what's the key? The key is this. In order to die for the one thing that is worthy of dying for, which is love, that means you have to live for love. The key to living for love is to go ahead and die spiritually way before you die physically. Because only through dying spiritually, in in my belief and experience, are you truly able to live denying yourself as far as seek pleasure and avoid pain in order to get what you really want most, which is to love and be loved. So I would challenge you this week to add that to what you're considering. Have I ever died spiritually? After Hope kicked me out of the house, um, I believe I, as the uh, expression goes, hit bottom. Okay? Um, I was not sure if there even was a God anymore. I was about to lose everything important to me. I was angry. I was... Uh, afraid. I was, I mean, every negative emotion, I think I experienced it and feeling during that first night after she kicked me out of the house. I stayed up all night in my parents' backyard. I, I, I felt them all, from crying to cursing and everything in between, okay? And what it finally came down to for me is, you know what? I've, I've pretty much done my best to have a, a, a happy, successful life. Maybe not all the time, but, but certainly for some extended periods of time. I've tried as hard as I could, and I just have come to the conclusion that I can't do it. With my willpower, with my strength, Alex Lloyd at 27, I can't do it. Well, I would suggest that's true of you too. By your willpower, by your strength, by what you can control, you can't do it right enough to have a happy, healthy, successful life to the point that at the end of it, you are ready to die because you're dying for the only thing that's more important than death, love, 
and you lived for it for some period of time up until that time. Those are the people that when I, I counsel or see them at that end of life place, they're at peace. Virtually everyone else is not. So, we are all going to die. What are you dying for when, that, when it comes your time? And I suggest it's whatever you're living for. And that is either love or fear. But, if that's true of you, like it was of me and almost every other person I've ever known, you can change that. Use our tools change that programming internally and, and uh, die spiritually on purpose and then start living for the thing that is worth dying for.